Hey guys, it is Abdul for the good folks over at Leon Tailoring, 809 North Delaware, downtown Indianapolis. No, summer is pretty much done and over, and they snow fall will be here, and the cool temperatures will be here as well. So get it over to Leon Tailoring. They can keep you nice and warm without burning a hole in your pocket. So maybe a little bit of a heavier jacket, or maybe a nice long sleeve shirt, or for ladies, maybe a nice heavier blouse, or heavier skirt, or dress. No matter what it is, you can get over at Leon Tailoring. Larry, Norm, Kim, and Judy, they'll take care of you like they've been taking care of me. Almost 20 years since I've been here in Indianapolis, they've been here longer than 100 years. So swing up by Leon Tailoring and tell them Dual Sincha, Leon Tailoring, 809 North Delaware in downtown Indianapolis. All right, folks. Thanks for uh, turning up on this glamorous side on a warm, warm late summer afternoon. I do appreciate your being out here. I've got something that I want to share with you and draw our public's attention to. And getting this kind of media coverage on short notice is what makes for an active press corps. And I appreciate you doing this. For many years, I've been passionate about our animals in our city, our domestic animals, and their welfare. This summer, uh, late this summer, I made public statements at the city-county building after the 2024 budget was introduced to council. And then uh, uh, toward the end of my taking questions, Colin Chang, I believe, asked me if I had any other thoughts, comments, or observations. I think it was, I think it was Colin. And I said, well, I was, I, I was surprised not to see some money in there for uh, uh, some of the moving expenses with the city-county building consolidation, but I'd sure like to see more dollars in our budget for animal care services. <laughs> and I do appreciate all those that share my love, concern, and uh, for the care of our of our animal community that are standing with and behind me today, uh, two and four legged. <laughs> um, I made that statement to the press gathered outside the council chambers before I knew just how dire the conditions are at Indianapolis Animal Care Services and how animals are living under our care under our care here in Marion County. Now, I served on our council two times, and I'd been out to the shelter on Harding Street several times in both stints and to some of the other facilities that our city has. But I toured the shelter again Saturday before last because we were having a, 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 a public adoption event. And so as a quiet private citizen, I had the chance to go in there uh, and see and walk around and take inventory of the very sad state of affairs. I was shocked by what I saw. Countless dogs and cats stored in kennels and crowded overflowing hallways. A lot of them tarped over with sheets to try and keep them calm. I saw the industrial walk-in freezer full of euthanized dogs and cats and black trash bags that are awaiting pickup by the DPW who will in turn take them down to a city dump. It's wrong. This is no mean city, but it's a mean way to treat the creatures in our care. Joe Hogsett has failed us and he's failed the domestic animals and the system of care that we should deliver year over year. The conditions are deplorable at the Harding Street shelter, but they are not an indictment of the good men and women who work for and volunteer at the shelter. If we didn't have volunteers, you couldn't imagine what that place would be. The conditions are a top-down issue and a direct result of Mayor Hogsett's lack of leadership. 
I understand that many of you, i.e. many of you, signed a letter directed uh, to Mayor Hogshead recently and that he ignored the letter and the request to meet with all of you until his office sent a press release yesterday about plans for the shelter. My, my, 36 days before the election, he started paying attention or at least lip service to this issue. By way of background, animal uh, 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 care has been a passion of mine and my wife's Mary's for some years. Um, we have a rescue dog ourselves, Shelby. Um, prior to, to Shelby, we had a we had a, a a golden that we got from a breeder years before that who had a long happy life. But after we lost Hoagie, we were determined to pull another creature out of lesser circumstances, and so we nursed a, 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 a Shelby uh, to health. And if that doesn't bring it home for any of us, what does experientially? We've been giving and supporters of Friends of Indianapolis Animals, uh, the charitable organization that supports our city's animal care services for years. We've also donated significantly to Rosie's Southside Animal Shelter down in Perry Township, to Friends of Indianapolis Animals Outdoors. I think, I think Darcy may be with us. Uh, that's FIDO, the ASPCA, uh, the Humane Society, and other organizations for years. Our donations, mine and Mary's, have totaled in the hundreds of thousands of dollars, and I don't share that to be a braggart. It's not a secret that I've made money, and that's had something to do with my ability to litigate this campaign. I share it because it paints a fuller picture of our commitment to this cause that goes back not a month or month, but years. And I'll carry that commitment with me into the mayor's office if given the opportunity. So here's what I propose. Our city's budget's about a billion six. IACS is funded under the Department of Business and Neighborhood Services. And there's fungibility to move money around. And with that, I would start moving that around as your next mayor early in 24. I wouldn't mark time for a year more before we got to work. I will donate my salary as mayor of Indianapolis to Friends of Any Animals. That's the 501c3 that exclusively supports animal care services. The mayor didn't make a whole lot of money, but it'll help on the margin. Uh, this supplemental funding will help with some of the daily necessities the city is not currently providing, such as adequate heartworm treatment and other medical needs. I'll take action, action on building a new shelter. According to media reports, Mayor Hogsett promised a new shelter on this site by 2023. Ground has not even been broken. Despite millions of taxpayers and charitable money from the Nina Mason Pulliam Foundation and others that are there and at hand and not going to work at creating a shelter here. If we can't make it work here, we'll move briskly to find a better site and likely a cleaner site than what we have on this piece of dirt. I'll work toward a no-kill shelter. We can't get there in a year one or perhaps a year two of a Shreve administration, but we will aspire to have a no-kill shelter in Marion County. Uh, uh, other communities around us like Hamilton County 
have achieved that success, and we can too. I'll hire additional an additional veterinarian and vet techs. We have one veterinarian at our shelter. We've got a county, 403 square miles, over a million people, and we've got one vet. Animals are in the vet clinic there in awful pain, awaiting care from one, one vet in those limited hours in a week. I'll raise the wages for our animal care staff. We talk a good game about that $18 an hour minimum wage, but right in our city, animal care and control, our staff are hired in at 14 or 15 bucks an hour to do some of the dirtiest and most heartbreaking work that goes on in this city. I'll increase the pay to retain and recruit additional staff and to make the environment generally more pleasant for the volunteers that give of themselves every day in that facility. I'll provide for the cremation of euthanized animals. We put our animals down at that shelter, we put them in trash bags and haul them off to the dump after they're stored in a freezer for a while. That is simply wrong. Other counties have created sponsorship programs with organizations that cremate animals. I work to create such a partnership in Marion County. I'll create an animal welfare advisory coalition. Individuals in our animal welfare community, local law enforcement and legislative side will comprise this group. I'll meet with this coalition regularly and lean on their firsthand experiences at the shelter to inform decisions made about Indianapolis animal care services and animal welfare as a whole. And I vow not to ignore your letters and requests. I vow not to. For nearly eight years, Mayor Hogsett has ignored the challenges at animal care services. For eight years, animals in our city have suffered and the trend line at the intake rate and the live adoption placement rate is moved in the wrong direction. The mayor didn't respond to this challenge until 36 days before the election, and it's not enough. What proof do we have that Mayor Hogsett will act on any of these promises made in his presser of yesterday? He doesn't have a track record of doing so. Why will he start now? The issue of animal welfare matters to me and to my wife, Mary. Personally, we have a track record of supporting animal welfare, and I'll take that passion with me to the mayor's office and begin this work day one. Eight years is long enough to wait. Mr. Hogsett has failed us and he's failed the animals that are in our care in Marion County. And so with that, I want to turn the mic over to Lori Collins, who's with Lucy's House, who has a few other thoughts to share with us as one of the, as one of the, the many members of the animal welfare community that give of themselves and their time to do what our city has fallen short in doing. Thank you. Good afternoon. I am honored to stand before you today as the director of Lucci's House Bully Rescue and a passionate advocate for animal welfare. It is with great enthusiasm that I endorse Jefferson Shreve for mayor, a candidate who shares our commitment to improving the lives of our furry friends. Jefferson Shreve has demonstrated time and time again his dedication to the well-being of the animals in our community. His comprehensive animal 
reforms have the potential to create lasting change to make our city safer and more compassionate place for all of our animals, great, small, large, everything. Under Jefferson's leadership, these are the things that we can expect. Enhanced animal shelters. Jefferson Shreve will invest in a modern state of our animal shelter because clearly so far, you see our progress. This is not okay nor acceptable. On July 25th, a group of us, a lot more than what you see here, sent a letter to the current mayor and he wouldn't even meet with us. He ignored our requests. As soon as Jefferson Shreve heard about what we were doing, he reached out to us. In addition to that, he will help support structural animal cruelty rules. He will create a coalition that involves rescue groups, Indianapolis Animal Care Services, their staff and volunteers, the prosecutor's office, the police force, animal control, and many other animal advocates, including Fido, SOAR, and others that couldn't be here today. The goal is to work together to promote a stronger legislative protections for the animals from cruelty and abuse, for those that, are endure, that endure the harm that innocent animals face, like Darren, the dog that was strangled and killed earlier this year, with little to no retributive punishment. Abusers of dogs like Darren, Boogie, Maui, and even my boy Lucci, on whom I founded the rescue, deserve to have justice for what was done to them. He will show support for our rescue organizations. As the director of Lucci's House Bully Rescue, I can assure you that without vital support from our community and from people such as himself and everyone else, we don't make it in this community. We have 163 dogs right now in our care and we're a foster-based organization. We're not a shelter. Other rescues are struggling and we need help. And th thank goodness, this gentleman here is finally willing to help us. He will promote responsible pet ownership. He will work tirelessly to educate our community, community about responsible pet ownership, including spay and neuter laws. He will help those that are in need the most. He's going to help facilitate better foster and adoption programs through the shelter. That is a need that has been greatly neglected and that we have asked for help and received none. Jefferson Shreve's administration will expand the foster and adoption programs to find loving homes for as many animals as possible. Together with Jefferson Shreve as our mayor, we can pave the way for a brighter future for our beloved animals. Let's rally behind his vision of a compassionate and progressive city where the welfare of animals is a top priority. On behalf of Lucci's House Bully Rescue and all those here with us, we support Jefferson Shreve and his commitment to making our shelter and our city a better place for animals and humans alike. Let's vote for compassion, let's vote for progress, and let's vote for Jefferson Shreve. Thank you. I'd be happy to take questions. I appreciate, I hadn't heard that statement beforehand. Thank you. I really appreciate that, it's very generous. Um, I'm sure you've got some questions and I'm happy to take them. You mentioned that you're going to move money around to better fund IACS. Where exactly would the money be coming from? And what would be the money be yeah, so we've got a billion six budget. Uh, IACS is under BNS. I'm not sure that's the best place to park it, but that's where it is. And what I'm saying is I'm not going to wait until I introduce the 25 budget to begin getting to work. There are some things on the margin that we can do Q1 of a Shreve administration with dollars that are in the BNS budget. I'm just, I, I mean, <laughs> you can't help but walk around that facility, do, do what I did, and imagine how marginal amounts of money can make the lives of the canines and cats in that facility and the volunteers and workers better than what they are today. From within the $1.6 billion budget? Yeah, like well, you know, if our city can find 
six or eight hundred million dollars to build a five-star hotel that none of us are likely to stay in, I bet you I can find some money to improve the physical facility at Animal Control Services. I'll bet you I have the financial wherewithal to figure that out with some other good people, specifically. Harrison, uh, we need council approval to move the second around. Can the mayor just do it uh, the executive order? The, the, the mayor can do it on small portions, but we'll need to have authorizations or proposals. I'll tell you what, you know, one of, what, what, one of my allies and, and soulmates on, on, on some of these animal care services is Zach Adamson. I'm saddened to see that he won't be serving because I think he'd be quite an ally on, on this front. I think Zach is going to land somewhere else within the city, and so we may still have that opportunity to work together in 24 but I don't stand alone, Abdul, in, in, in my feelings about this. And yes, politically, I think this is popular and, and will play with other members of the council regardless of political affiliation. We can get that done. Uh, Jefferson Mayor Hawk said yesterday, touted that they've increased the live release rate up from 60-something percent back in 2010 to 2015 to 90 percent. I don't buy it. It's just wrong. I mean, yes, I saw that. It's like, where, where, is, he, where is he getting these numbers from? It's not, it's, it's, it's just inaccurate. You'll fact check it. I think you will. What, what do you base that on to say that it's inaccurate? reports from a number of volunteers within the shelter who have taken umbrage uh, and are heartbroken by what they see with their own eyes that that the dogs that are brought in and have to have an appointment for intake and are sent back out the whisper conversations with Good Samaritans that will pull a stray dog or cat off the streets and go to bring them into the back door intake facility and are told, well, you can't, you got, you got to have an appointment, but you might want to release the animal back where you found it, or you might want to say you found this down in Johnson, this, this creature down in Johnson County uh, or Hamilton County or some other such place. We've had lots of reports from citizen volunteers who are living and working that experience, James. So people connected with the city's animal care services are telling you in your campaign that they think the, the city's numbers are wrong. That just, just clarifying, that's what you just said, right? Uh, uh, these are people both connected as volunteers with animal, yes, with, with animal care services. Okay. I wouldn't say they were, this is not coming from the public information officer yeah, out right. there. This is coming from people that volunteer their days out there and see firsthand what that experience is like for people that, good Samaritans, that'll bring a, 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 an animal in, a stray, uh, a dog that was maimed, you know, hit by a car, and are told, well, without an appointment, we, we can't help you. We can't take this creature in. If you leave it here, they will tell that person that the, that the dog will be put down. Am I correct that also there were a number of former employees that signed on to the 11th? Yeah. That's correct. Uh, Jefferson, uh, we pulled the mayor's race this week. Uh, the mayor's up by 10 points, but they're like 16, 17% undecided. What are you doing to win those undecided voters? 
You know, this race is in play. It's competitive. It's sharp elbowed. It's the most competitive race that Marahogset has run. And so I've got to poll a fair portion of those undecided voters to pull this off. That's the reality of it. But that's not the reality of the conversation today, although I think that this issue matters to citizens in this city. I've, I have no idea what the partisan affiliation, if any, of the people that have turned up here in this parking lot today are. I have no idea. I do believe that we as citizens care about the job we do or don't do to humanely care for the animals in this city. And we'll know more in 35 days, Abdul. Well, what's your position on the move from the council to restrict Uh, no one had asked me that one before. Uh, I'm in support of what they came forward with. Um, I know the General Assembly isn't, but I think uh, you know the, the 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 industry that breeds all the cute puppies that we see in the windows at mall pet stores is not helpful to the cause that so many of us care about, and so. I, I got a golden retriever through a breeder in Terre Haute, kind of a made-to-order, you know, got just what Mary and I wanted, sort of a dog, years ago. I am so thankful that we rescued our Shelby at that next iteration in, you know, in life as pet owners because I know what a difference we've made in her life. So while I hadn't considered that one, if I were on council, I, I would have supported that. That would have been contrary to where most folks were at the state house. But I'm not running for a legislative position. I'm running to lead. And leadership in this area and others is what is missing today. Uh, one more question. I know you said you aren't sure yet exactly how you're going to move the money around to fund ACS, but that you will. Do you have a sense, a ballpark of how much you want to increase the budget by, like 10 percent, 100 percent? You know, how much more is needed? Well, the shelter itself is 28,000 square feet, and uh, a feasibility study that that was commissioned back in 2017 said we needed a shelter that was roughly three times that size. And so the beautiful thing about this, as compared to so many other city services, is that there are people like me that will give privately to fund it. And so I don't think it's a marginal increase, Cole, in. I think it may be something like a trebling, but not out of hard off the backs of every taxpayer side. The Nina Mason Pulliam Foundation has been the biggest donor so far. But we can. Th this is a cause that well-led, I'm confident we can raise the money for materially within Marion County to fund a new a replacement shelter. So... philanthropy would be one option? Oh, yeah, not an option, a requirement. It, it'll take private giving to, to do what we're going to do. It was always... Pre the, the whole notion has always been predicated on private giving. But someone's got to lead, you know, 
the government needs to lead. IACS, uh, BNS needs to lead the effort. Uh, I know that's something that Zach Adamson, to give him a shout out again, was involved in. And uh, I, I hope, though, he won't be on council. He'll want to work with me on that and others. Anyone else? All right. Thanks for turning up. This podcast was produced and edited by Chris Spangle and Leaders and Legends, LLC. If you're interested in starting a podcast or taking yours to the next level, please contact us at leadersandlegends.net.